feast is um, it's a celebration, really, of grace. It is uh, another example, really, of God's overwhelming generosity and love that he shows towards us. And none of us, not even Mary, deserves or merits God's goodness. This is all, it's a gift to us. You all know what it means to give gifts and to receive them. And we, we do it really because we love the person to whom we are giving the gift. And uh, sometimes we give gifts for no reason at all. And this grace that, this love that God has for us is for no reason at all, other than we are his creatures. And uh, so it's that that we celebrate today. As the church develops from its earliest days, it's, in its first several hundred years, it's grappling with all of these mysteries about Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection, about Christ's incarnation, his birth, God coming into the world. And in that grappling, it's, it's trying to come up with answers uh, to explain this, this faith of ours. And uh, in the Feast of the Assumption is uh, an answer that the church came up with. Uh, it is not scriptural, but if you listen to the scriptures that we heard this evening, the book of Revelation, uh, the gospel, the, the beautiful words of the Magnificat, we, we hear clues of who this Mary is and you know, what is in store for her as she comes to the end of her days on this earth. Such a special vessel you know, that, that God chose her to bring his son, to bring God into the world. And so we believe that this vessel is preserved in a very special way and that her body at the end of her life, uh, it's called the, the Domitian or the falling asleep of Mary, uh, that she is assumed body and soul into heaven. And, and that's what we celebrate today. And the celebration is to give us hope. You know, she shows us that we can walk as Jesus walked, that we can love as Jesus loved. And in doing that, that we someday will be, have our bodies wholly resurrected into heaven. And so the prayers of today, the, the whole um, liturgy that we celebrate helps us to know that to the extent that we can and to uh, understand that and to and to look forward to it ourselves to live our lives in such a way as to be able to be in heaven eternally and today of course we live in a very very difficult time we live in um, you know a time when it seems like the economy is recovering uh, jobs are seem to be doing better but not all that great and we live in a world where there is much that goes against us, that comes against us as Christians, that may cause us to lose our faith, to walk away from it, to wonder, well, is it really worth it? Uh, and, and there are forces in the world, very evil forces, that are rearing their uh, ugly head, as we hear in the book of Revelation, the, the dragon, 
to destroy us. And we need to be praying about this. We need to pray for peace, especially. You know, we, we live in a world where um, the, the ugliness of radical Islam has now risen up out of the sands of the desert uh, to once again persecute Christianity. You know, our God, Jesus Christ, tells us to go out and conquer the world by what? To conquer the world by love, not by war, not by going against others and, and taking their lives, but, but by absolute love, reaching out to all and, and bringing his peace to others. And that is what our church has always been about, trying to, to be the face of Jesus to others. And we find ourselves again in history facing um, a, a people, not all of them, but certainly a, a huge number, who, who believe that their God calls them to conquer the world by the sword and to destroy anything that is in their way and anyone who will not convert to their way of life. And always in the past, always in the past, in, in the times when the church has faced its its greatest persecution at the hands of Islam, in particularly in the 16th and 17th century, uh, the church has always been called to pray for the intercession of Mary, the intercession of Mary, God's mother, to end this and to bring peace to the world. And it has always worked. And we need to be doing that now, praying the rosary, praying for the intercession of the Blessed Mother, to end the horror that is happening in the Middle East and that could very easily spread to other parts of the world. We need to pray for this. If, you know, if the Blessed Mother is the one who shows us how to live this life, then she is in that special place, which we call heaven, and closest to her son to intercede for what we need. And we need peace, and we need it desperately. So many are, are losing everything, including their lives, because they believe in this Jesus. And um, we are called to intercede in prayer to end this. Now, there was a great battle in 1571 called the Battle of Lepanto, a great, huge sea battle. And it was the Muslims who were pushing into Eastern Europe against the Christians. And the Christians were far, far and away outnumbered by the, the Muslim fleet. And yet, the entire city of Rome prayed the rosary for days and days and days, people walking through the streets, praying the rosary. And lo and behold, that huge Muslim fleet was defeated. And it, it ended the great push of Islam into Eastern Europe. And um, we need to pray. And that's what we're called to, to be about. That's the power that we have. In, in order to end the, the slaughter that is going on and the, uh, the horror that so many are facing. Let us, as we move through this prayer of the Eucharist today, remember the sacrifice of our Lord, certainly, to forgive our sins and to remember the woman who brought him into the world so that this could happen and pray for her intercession as well that the world that we live in and the world we want for our children is a world of the presence of Jesus Christ and his peace.